everybody. Welcome to Aaliyah J. Diggs Consulting Podcast. And today is all about a year wrap up. We are wrapping up the year 2023. And I have so much to share. A lot of this may be a little bit of an overlap because I've talked about some of these things before, but it's okay. Um, because we can hear things more than once, right? <laughs> because sometimes things don't always resonate with you um, the first time. Sometimes someone has to say something again and maybe in a different way. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're saying. Or, oh, yeah, I agree, you know? And so for this wrap up, I'm going to just kind of talk about everything that I've experienced this year, um, especially on a personal and professional level. Um, and yeah, are you ready? Because I am. Let's get into it. So I have this theory personally. I have a lot of personal theories <laughs> uh, because if you don't know, I love numbers. Um, like numerology is just something that really speaks to me. I love anything in the spiritual world as far as like um, astrology, cardiology, cosmology, numerology. Like I'm all about that. Um, chakras, crystals. <laughs> like I love all those things. Um and so for this year, I feel like energetically and uh, and whatever other word goes there, <laughs> I feel that every 10 years, I'll go through a major shift. It's something about the years that end in three for me. Um, I don't remember what I was doing in 2003. Um, I'm sure I was listening to 50 Cent or living my best early 2000s R&B and hip hop life. But I can significantly think of the major change that happened to me in 2013, which I graduated high school. Um, I went off to college. I moved away from from home and I haven't lived home since. Right. And so now. Here we are and in 2023 and everything that I've done in the last 10 years were all focus on school and education and building my career and getting out of my low income background and my low income um, first gen, you know, environment, just trying to elevate myself professionally, um, you know, trying new things, traveling the world, all those things. And I love everything that I've gained from it. But as I wrap up this year, I learned and, and I think about how much my life has shifted <laughs> uh, in this year, 2023, again, I was all about my career and I love to travel and all that. And although I still like to travel and I'm about to go traveling now, um, I don't value the things that I used to value 10 years ago. Like I love um, creating, I love ideating, I love all those things, but that doesn't always equal or equate to um, a job in higher education, right? I didn't even know that there were so many other possibilities. So right now I'm in the shift where everything that mattered to me was career. And now everything that matters to me is family oriented and things that make me feel whole and good and and feels like I'm in, an, in alignment, essentially, right? Um, and it's just been... Wow, like again, I quit my job, y'all know that in 2023. And I'm a person who values stability. So the idea that 
I'm risking it all. Like, and I don't like change. The the Taurus sun in me does not like change at all. But change is always happening. It's inevitable. And this year, I took a major risk. I always feel like I was a, a risk taker um, in so many ways and adventurous. I've jumped out of planes and I've done all those things. Great. Had amazing times. But when it came to my career, that's something I didn't play with. However, this year... I felt like in order for me to be better and be who I am and what I want, I had to take a step back and reevaluate everything to say, you know what, this worked for me in the beginning, but it's no longer working for me. Like I am literally, I'm literally unwell and I don't know how else to put it. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me share about hair loss, weight gain, stress, the color of my eyes, like just the internal and physical impacts that stress and lack of support will have on a person like it's real right um and so this year I had to choose myself and by me choosing myself that means I chose my family which allowed me to make more time for them um which I'm going to go get into a little bit later um and these are the moments that I'm like I'm so proud of myself it's been a challenging year filled with, you know, ups and downs, highs and lows. I didn't always know how I was going to make something happen or it things didn't always go my way or how I hoped. Things are still not going the way how I hoped, but I'm just happy to be able to be on this other side, you know, and to to just have the opportunity to reflect on on everything. Because sometimes we get so focused on the negative that we forget everything else that we have accomplished and everything else that made us happy and those moments, you know, so I just wanted to bring it back just to put things in context and in perspective. Um, other thing that I would say is that the last year, um, I dealt with a lot of grief, whether it was familiar grief, but also just the grief of losing friends and friendships that I cared about so much and giving up this career that I thought was going to be my ticket to success and out. Um, just a lot of change, a lot of grief, a lot of training and retraining, learning and unlearning, thinking and resting and like everything. Um, and so with this, with this year, I want to just give a recap month by month for the most part of <laughs> uh, some things that I did and that I'm proud of and how we're going to move into to 2024 with a different perspective, a different approach, uh, definitely expansion on all levels. I always have words of the year. Um, this past year, elevation was one of my words, and I do feel like I elevated in a way that I didn't anticipate. I feel like I elevated... Um, definitely on a personal level. Personally, I feel like I elevated. There's some things that I'm like, oh, you know, I can work on this area, whatever. But I I am mostly proud of how I've been able to stand, withstand everything that has come my way. And yes, I may have been injured or have some bruises and scratches, but it's like I'm still here. I'm still standing. Um, so I'm very proud of that. So when we get into the month of January... I had so like January, excuse me, January started off really amazing. I had um, like a couple, like two speaking engagements. And I was like me, because to be honest, y'all, I don't always think I'm the best or the most articulate speaker. 
Um, sometimes my brain operates faster than my words and my mouth. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I don't always use the word um, that I want to use, but I'm still trying to convey a message, all those things. So I have my own insecurities and thoughts about the way I speak. However, I still know that the content of what I'm saying is important and is valuable. So I get over the tone of my voice. I get over, oh, I didn't say that the best way. I'm like, communication is all about did you understand what I'm trying to say, at least to me. So as long as you can understand what I'm trying to convey, great. If not, I'm going to rephrase it in another way and we're going to keep rephrasing it until you get it. All right. But I had two speaking engagements, which were ah, amazing. Like. I was asked to, excuse me, I was asked to be a um, panelist for a Dr. King celebration um, and where I talked about the different approaches. Again, we talk about different approaches, but between Dr. King Jr. and um, Malcolm X. And this topic is so funny to me because it brought me back to my childhood and the types of schools that I went to. And I felt very knowledgeable on the topic. And I love that I was able to bring a different perspective of, you know, we talk a lot about civil rights, but I'm more on the perspective of Malcolm regarding human rights. You know, civil rights are things that people grant to you or they give you, whereas human rights are innate. They're they're natural. They are divinely given. Um, And so I was happy that I was able to share that perspective, not once, but twice. Um, And I'm just so grateful to my mentor and friend, Nodi, for believing in me and and always uh, putting me in great positions. Like, definitely, if y'all don't know the definition of a sponsor, get you a sponsor. (laughs) Along with the speaking engagements and all of those things, I also published uh, an article. I published a few articles this year. See how, again, I'm so bogged down, like, oh, everything's not how I want it to be. But yet I'm looking at this list of stuff like, okay, crap. Yes. I published an article for the Center for Minority Serving Institutions at Rutgers University, where I shared about black women's colleges, historically black women's colleges, also known as HBWCs. And this was an important topic to me because I attended a historically black women's college. And it is such a unique experience that people don't know about. There's only uh, remaining two historically black women's colleges right now, Spelman College and Bennett College. And I have connections and ties to both of those institutions. And so I wanted to highlight the, the I just wanted to highlight how special in, in, in these institutions are. This is how special they are, how it is a niche. And so the title is Beyond a Niche and how these institutions need to be sustained, needs to be sustained throughout, you know, the end of time. Right. Um, And that publication means the world to me. Yes, I go back and read it and I'm like, oh, this error, I want to change that. Like whenever you publish something and write it, you will always go back and look at it like, oh, I need to revise it. But that's the thing. I can always revise it when I need to. And it was a lot of research. I worked on that for over a year. Um, This was something that I was doing when I was also full time. So this also let me know, this experience let me know if I was going to be ready for a, a doctorate or not. And if so, what type of student will I be in the dissertating 
phases. Like I know that I won't be good in my dissertation <laughs> time <laughs> because having to create your own schedule to finish writing is not an easy feat by no means. Um, and so currently in my doctoral program, um, I have the option to do a dissertation or I have an option to do a project which have deadlines. And I know that's what I need. So again, I learned something by myself. <laughs> so yes, my that article was published. And since then, I've been able to talk about it in different capacities. Um, one of the people that I interviewed from Bennett, one of my sisters, she has been on this podcast and we talked about it here. So it has created a life of its own. I was able to create like a framework to think about. Um, and I called it the HBWC niche, which includes, um, intersectionality, community, um, and intentionality. Actually it's intentionality first. So it's ICI, intentionality, community, and intersectionality. And I think those three is what makes a historically black women's college, college unique. That's what gives it its niche. And if you read that article, you'll see that I really got inspired from a different article that I read on, I think is uh, Inside Higher Ed, when they were talking about women's colleges not being a thing of, of the past now. And I'm like, nah. And how <laughs> women's colleges need to find their, their, ni- their niche or their niche, or whatever, however you want to pronounce it. And I was like, okay, I hear you, but historically black women's colleges have that. And I was able to learn so much and things that I didn't even know, but it was a, a a topic that people, again, didn't know about. It wasn't as researched. And if it was, it was by the same person. And it was back in, you know, the late 90s or early 2000s. Like, I wanted to have something in present day that people could, could read about and learn about. And so with with that being published, I also... Um, one of my, uh, I submitted an article to my undergrad Spelman about global learning and global edu- education. I submitted my story and it got picked up for a book. So I was so excited about that because it was constantly delayed. I didn't know if I was going to do it or be a part of it. Um, but I was so happy to learn that uh, my article was published and I talked about being a low income first generation college student and how um, I was able to crowdfund to um, go abroad. So um, in 2015, oh, yeah, 2015, around this time of year, um, I planned to go to um, Havana, Cuba. And it was my first time out of the country. Um, there was no financial support for me to go. However, I just looked at GoFundMe and just posted it every day. And my teachers from, um, you know, elementary and middle and high school um, supported current classmates, like everybody supported me going. And so I just wanted to share that, that story and how you can have these global experiences and all these different experiences. You just got to approach it differently. I think that's the theme of my life. Like I don't ever just do things in the traditional way. I always do things a little bit different than the norm. And that's just me, right? So that was published. I was so excited about that. Um, just some more personal stuff. I took a, a web design class um, in 2022. Um, and I started to develop and create websites. 
Um, this year, although it is not my favorite thing to do, and I do not, please, I do not want any clients. It was just a new skill that I learned and it was fun at the moment. And then I started to realize that it's not for me. I don't think I have the patience (laughs) and I was building a website from scratch, like not just using a different, um, you know, hosting site. It was no from scratch. And also in January, I got to celebrate my niece's 16th birthday. And that was really important to me. Um, 16 is a major um, age point, especially for, I think, in the Black American community specifically. Um, 16 is like that, that time where you're transitioning from a girl to a young woman. And um, and I was just happy to be there for my niece and it was some struggles, but I was so happy that I was there because I was able to like manage some of them and and just it was so much fun. Like I was <laughs> and I love my family. So that was great. And uh, again, I got to see my 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 niece grow up. Like she was I was 12 years old when she was born. So it's like we grew up together. Like I am Yeah, we grew up together. So it's just amazing. And then from February, again, I was um did another panel um, um, I started doing marketing for a local Caribbean food truck here in Tampa, and I still currently do that. And that was interesting because sometime down the line in the future, I definitely want to own my own food truck. So right now I'm just learning a lot about the food truck industry and, and, and again, more customer service and the importance of marketing and how to market different ways and just really listening to what the client wants and not trying to impose what you want or what you think is best. It's just like, oh, the client just wants me to record them doing whatever. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and again, learning the different systems and all the behind the scenes things like there's sometimes that I'm there running the truck for a few hours while the owner makes a few runs or helping her apply for grants. So, yes, I started off at just marketing, but I'm also helping someone else accomplish their dreams in a very um in the at the very beginning stages, at the fundamental stages. So, I love that. Also, um during this time, I was able to go to CEHO, which is a a regional conference for housing officers. Um, and I was able to change the name of one of the of the committees that I was running. And to me, that was a big accomplishment because it was something that I, I did. I was pretty much um, doing a lot of it on my own, but I still had some, some committee support. Um, but it was the first time in a while that I felt seen and valued. You know, like somebody actually cared about what I had to say. Somebody, I just felt seen. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like, I just felt like, okay, this is it. This is, I'm very proud of this. Um, And then with that, February leads into March. And I was interviewed by someone from um, LinkedIn News to talk about the study abroad book and the global engagement book and my experiences with that. Um, I also picked up uh, the clarinet. I used to play the clarinet when I was in elementary school and um, it was time for me to pick it back up and reteach myself. So I could still do a little stuff here and there. I need to play it some more, but just finding that self-care because again, it's this time of year, so I knew that I was going to be leaving my job in a few months. 
So I'm like, I have to start finding something for me to do again, you know? And also during this like November, December, excuse me, this <laughs> February, March, I don't know, oof, this February, March time period, I got accepted into my doctoral program, which is Nova Southeastern University. Yes, Nova. And I'm in their um, education program, their doctorate of education program specifically and organizational leadership. And I have been loving my classes. <laughs> like, again, not easy, but. I definitely know that I can do the work and it's just been overall been a good experience. I actually met a classmate who I adore and we get along really well. So I'm super grateful for that. And during this time, I also published an article on food cultures and how they show up in in the residence hall and how they can show up at events and just being more mindful and having more mindful practices around food. And so, again, I'm just giving you all a list and a rundown of accomplishments right now. Because again, I'm like, oh, the year didn't go well. And I'm like, girl, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. <laughs> and then here comes April. Um, I've been having a hula hoop business for a while. but um, And it was just like a, you know, just a thing, a hobby at first. But then I really wanted to make it a business. So I was already in the process of doing that, been doing that. And then I finally, after months and months and months and months and months, I'm saying this in the most dramatic way because it was exactly months of waiting. I finally got my products. So I was, excuse me, I was able to sell my hula hoops, still sell them to this day. They are portable, detachable, and um, uh, customizable hula hoops. You can take them apart, put them together. They come with eight pieces. You can uh, make them smaller and take a piece out and just have seven. Like, it's a whole thing. I love it. I always try to get people to hula hoop and just reconnect with their inner child. And so with that, I was happy to launch. It was so much stuff going on. And I want to re-say this again. As all these great things are happening, I'm still dealing with grief. I'm still overworked and underpaid. Like all these things are happening, but I'm pushing myself to find moments of joy, to, to do things that make me happy. And so in April, I was also um, had two different speaking engagements. Um, one of the directors at Clemson, in their uh, residential program, he asked me to come speak to his um, his assessment class about assessment and how to do it and just how we use it. And it was multiple of us on the call, but it was great to see how different industries depending and also different roles and different needs, how assessment is used. And then the National Diversity Council, one of my old um, supervisees, who's now like a friend, <laughs> we actually met uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, she asked me to come on as a guest speaker for a conversation around communication, authenticity, and intersectionality in the workplace. And that topic is right up my alley. And, and it was just a great conversation. I loved it. And, um, it really just helped fuel this podcast and just everything that I'm doing now. So definitely love that. I also traveled in between time. I went home a few times. Um, I even went to Arizona for one of my friend's weddings and I haven't been to Arizona since I graduated in 2019 and I didn't have a good experience there. So I was like, I really don't want to go, but I want to support my friend. So I went and it was just like a full circle moment. Like it, it was so much better than I imagined. 
I didn't feel any negative feelings. It felt great being there. I was happy being there. And so I know I needed that moment. You could hear my voice. Like, it was great. Like, I had a great time while I was there. So definitely shout out to Tucson for that. Um, And then I also went to Atlanta for a weekend trip. And it was just like, just things. And again, I'm preparing to leave. And then here comes May. It's my birthday. I always celebrate my birthday with a bang. And then I left my job at the end of the month. So May is just like moving, packing, birthday, leave. <laughs> oh, meet with people because everybody wants to meet with you before you leave. And I'm like, I'm still going to be in town, you all. Like, it's okay. I'm not leaving y'all like that. But, and don't get me wrong. I didn't always like the the structure and the leadership of my position. But I, ultimately, I love working with my peers. Like, I help them come here. Like I interview probably 99% of them. And so I always wanted to show them a good time. Like I can't tell you to come work here and not at least develop you or invest in you in some capacity. So I still keep in touch with a lot of people to this day. And then here come June, I rested. I worked out. I went into full entrepreneurial business mode. I was vending and, and engaging in the community and just doing resting again because it got to a point that I was checking in on myself like am I okay because I'm resting more than ever am I like am I going through a, a, a depression and there was a lot of life changes like okay I'm moving in with someone I now have a, a family of three and and I don't have to get up and go to work anymore and at first that was great but then I'm like okay so what do I do now and now I'm like ah. Oh, it just like it was just new. It was new. It was different. I didn't know what to expect. It was a lot of learning. I'm stepping in in a parental and a nurturing role, which I always have innately, but to really exercise that takes a lot of patience um and communication and, and love. And so that was a, a a very important and a new journey for me. And then here we got July. You know, I launched two other businesses in addition to the one I already had. So currently we're in three businesses. I started, again, reconnected with peers. I took a genealogy trip, which is one of my other businesses, which was a great because I got to spend time with my family, which I really get to do, especially in the summertime. And I was there for about a week, a little bit. Yeah, it was a week and I got to see and I created a documentary of where I grew up and how I grew not how I grew up, but pretty much where I grew up. And I was able to explore my hometown and go to a different town where my family is and really spend time with my grandma, my grandmothers and cousins. And it was just great. Like, I was so happy. I was so, 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 so happy. Um, and I'm so happy that I took that trip because right now. Both of my grandmothers are um, not doing their best. And I was just so happy that I took the time to dedicate them that to them. And yeah, like, yes. <laughs> and again, um, you know, I'm still doing vending and being in the community. So that was July, August. I started applying for jobs again because I told myself it was going to be three months. And by September, I was going to be back at work. I reached out to all of my connects that I trusted and said, hey, you know, can you serve as a reference? Boom, boom, boom. And August, I was just applying and applying and applying. (sighs) September, applying, applying, applying. Also still doing vending. Also still doing things for genealogy. Started a course. Um, 
doing other people's genealogy report, trying to get myself back out there with just other things that I wanted to do, still working at the um, food truck, still, you know, just still doing all those things, still building my, my Instagram pages, still all of these things. Um, also in September, um, I had my first paid gig, <laughs> gig, <laughs> had my first paid uh, speaking engagement, which was nice. I learned a lot through that process. And so shout out to Michael for the connection. Thank you. And October, again, applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs. November, same thing, applying for jobs. Um, a lot of other like good stuff was just personally happening. Also more challenges. Um, was able to find a, another type of like part-time consistent money. That's been interesting because I know it's not necessarily where I want to be, but I'm learning a lot. Um, it's been a, um, it's just one of those things. It, it reminded me, like I said on the previous episode, like it reminded me that everything is temporary. And that sometimes you just need this um, phase to get to the next level. And here we are, December, still doing the same stuff. But I'm also traveling out of the country for the first time. So I'm excited. Not for the first time. For the first time since 2019. Let me be very specific and clear. And so I'm excited about that. And I think this year, again, all those major shifts taught me... um, to to reduce and let go of my ego. Like things can change at any time. Yes, you may have accomplished all these things, but that doesn't mean that your life is going to be perfect, that you know everything's going to be given to you, handed to you. You still have to work hard. You still have to put in effort. And I really um believe that and that's what I've been doing. Again, this thing these things have not been as ideal. Yes, I shared a lot of the accomplishments. Um but that's not all. Like I'm more than my accomplishments. I'm more than than not having a full time gig the way I wanted to. I'm more than whatever idea that I have for myself. That is not the only idea. Like I always talk about. Oh, there's multiple ways to approach a situation. So is this situation. Like me not having a full time job right now. There's a reason for that. Whether it's because of something I did or said or whatever, or you know, I'm not on top. I'm not approaching it in the in the all the right ways, but also it's because maybe it's just not my time divinely, you know? Maybe there's just time for me to focus on everything else that I currently have on my plate, and that's okay too. So I'm looking forward to 2024. I have so many things that I want to do, and I'm mainly, for me, 2024 is all about strategizing, right? Um, And I want to put myself out there a little bit more, um, I actually have a few words listed somewhere of how I want to spend 2020 um, for, again, I always have words. Let me find it. I don't even know, remember where I put it. It's somewhere in this notebook, though. I've been, oh, I forgot to tell you I was applying for grants for my businesses and more scholarships and I'm writing a book. So please look forward, you know, look forward to that. I also love that I shared. Um, oh, I forgot a few things. I also love that um, I created the uh, professional identity workbook. So if you haven't looked at it or you want your copy, please go to aliyahjdex.com. You can find it. Um, I also had a, a a mentor. I still have a mentor. Let me not say it like that. Who's helping me with speaking engagement? So shout out to Latoya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, but yeah, it's been a year of just creating and and trying new things and and all those things. So yeah, I don't uh, I don't remember where the word is. It's been a lot of brainstorming. As you can hear me going through pages, I'm looking at all of my notes. Every day I'm writing something down. Every day I'm like, oh, new idea, new idea. Um, I really wish that I could find me. I'm always like sketching something out and saying, oh, okay, this is where this can go. And this is where this could be. And, and just brain dumping. And that's another thing that I like to do. It's so many things that are always in my head that I have to just get them out. And that's the interesting part about being a a creative person who loves a thousand things. Oh, yeah, I can't find it, but it's in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. I found it. Why can I remember this? Um, it, my words for 2024, again, are strategy and execution. Like, it's one thing to have all the knowledge because I'm a person. I'm going to collect my, my certifications. I'm going to learn. But now I want to apply it. I want to apply what I know, what I learned, and showcase my talents in that way. Because then I feel like that's what's going to make more believers and more people look at me and, and, and share all those things. So, um, yeah, it has been a year. It has been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year, y'all. But I'm so grateful that I'm here. I'm so happy and grateful that I have so many things of my own that I can that I that I have that I did that I helped create and build up. And again, it has not been easy. It has not been ideal. There's been a lot of challenges. There's been a lot of learning curves. <laughs> a lot of learning curves. A lot of frustrations. A lot of. Uh, I will say I had a, a lot of pitiful moments because I just couldn't believe like this was my life. However, I'm here. I'm still going. And and when I say those pitiful, is that a word? I hope that's a word, y'all. I never used it before. But I say that because I'm like, how did this happen to me? How can I not get a job? Me. I went to school all these years for what? I'm still in school for what? But again, that's where the ego come in. So I have to constantly check myself, constantly be um, reflective and say like, all right, yes, these things are happening, but they're happening for you, not to you. They are happening for you, not to you. So please always remember that. Even when it feels hard, um, all those things. And uh, yeah, so if you heard anything that you like or if you want to tap in and and learn more about anything that I have going on, please go to aliyahjdex.com. Also follow me on Instagram at aliyahj.dex. Starting um, January 8th, 8th, starting January 8th, excuse me, 2024, I am starting my um, career coaching for first gen and low income new professionals because those are the audiences that I love. I love working with that 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 audience and and just really helping them with things that I wish I would have known and someone would have told me. Um, and that's why I do these podcasts and just share my thoughts because some generations before me, they always 
put on the facade. They didn't share their pains, their traumas, their experiences. So when I started to experience these things, I didn't know who I could go to. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to come up out of it. I just had to get myself out of it, right? And then as I would tell them about it, they're like, yeah, I dealt with that too. And I'm like, so you wasn't going to tell me? Like, you wasn't going to have my man. <laughs> and, you know, again, everybody moves differently, have their own approaches to everything. So I respect that. But at the same time, it's so funny because it's one of those things where I wish I would have known. And that's why I make it a point to share as much as I can and willing to because I don't want people to experience what I've been through. If I can help change your situation for the better in any way, I'm going to do it. I'm not in competition with anybody. I don't feel threatened by anybody. I just want to see people win. I just want people to be successful and create generational wealth for them, for them and their families and their lives and all that. And if I can do that or be a part of that journey, even if I'm just a, a minuscule part, I'm with that. I don't even care. I just want to help people. And so I hope this podcast helped you. I will talk to you all soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.